Your blood runs orange and blue. Orange and blue. blue, blue, blue. This, this is the pod, for, the you. pod for you. You're listening to Orange and Blue Bloods. Hosted by EJ Stewart and Tommy Beer. Let's get to it, New York. So let's, uh, let's take things out there. So now... Uh, the Knicks will look to get back on track in the Lone Star State. The team will begin the old Texas Triangle tonight with the Dallas Mavericks. When you think about the old Texas Triangle, you always you think about the first thing you think about Bernard King scoring those 40-point games. Um, uh, he had 50-point games in there when he went through Texas and, and, and lit up the Mavs, uh, Rockets, and the Spurs. Uh, this is the Knicks now doing that um, this way. I don't know if we'll have a guy scoring 50 in those games, but but the Knicks will be doing the old Texas triangle, starting with the Dallas Mavericks Tuesday night. The Mavs blasted the Knicks by 21 points earlier this month. It was a game that actually sparked the Knicks' eight-game winning streak and forced Tom Thibodeau to make pretty big changes to the rotation that included taking Cam Reddish and, and Derek Rose out, inserting Deuce McBride, and shortening the rotation to nine men. So interesting to see how the Knicks have changed since they played Dallas last uh, earlier this month. Now, Jalen Brunson, who we didn't talk about in the first segment, Brunson injured his hip in the last game. So he is questionable for the return game to Dallas for him. He, of course, left the Mavericks in free agency. We talked talk last week about how the Knicks got a uh, tampering charge and they, they were forced to lose a second-round pick in 2025. Boo-hoo. Uh, you know, I shed one tear, I guess, for losing a top 25, a, a 2025 second round pick. But um, that was the price for Jalen Brunson. So this was supposed to be his return game to Dallas. That may not happen for him. We'll see if he goes on the Dallas front. They're actually pretty banged up. They are on a three game win streak. But uh, Frank Nilakina, Nick fans know and love. Um, he's questionable. Uh, so is Kemba Walker. Another guy Nick fans are familiar with. Both guys are questionable. Kemba had played lots of big minutes a couple uh, games ago, and 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 he hasn't really recovered great since then, which, again, Nick fans know all too well. So uh, he didn't play the last game. He's questionable for this game. In terms of people who will be out for the game Tuesday night, Dorian Finney-Smith won't play. Maxi Kleber and Josh Green also remain out for Dallas. So um, like I said before, this is an interesting matchup because of just what happened last time these two teams played. The Knicks got absolutely drilled by the Mavericks. And I know I said it was a 21-point loss, but it, it was it, – to me, the game wasn't that close. I mean, the Knicks were down almost by 40 points. They might have actually been down by 40 points at parts of that game. It was a game that I thought would lead to the firing of Tom Thibodeau. That did not happen, and the Knicks turned it around that next night. They played the Cleveland Cavaliers. Um, Donovan Mitchell came in and a lot of hoopla about how that would go. And the Knicks uh, had one of their grittier wins of the season and it sparked uh, this big winning streak. And, and now here we are. Now the Knicks have lost three straight. Now they face a Dallas team that's hot. Dallas beat uh, the Lakers on Christmas Day in a game that was pretty ho-hum. They, they pretty much dominated the Lakers for much of that game. Anthony Davis did not play. Uh, Dallas had a very balanced attack in that one. Um, they had Two, three guys score more than 25 points. Uh, Luka Doncic, the all-world, uh, all-everything star for the Mavericks, scored 32, uh, nine assists and nine rebounds in that game. Christian Wood, 30 in the game. This first One of the first times starting, that's a, a recent adjustment Dallas has made. Of course, they've kind of had no choice given some of the injuries, but uh, Christian Wood has not started much this season. He started this one, and he had a, a big game for them. He had eight, uh, eight rebounds and seven assists to go along with those 30 points. And – 
a guy who killed the Knicks last time, Tim Hardaway Jr., uh, 26 points. And he was big in that in that win they had earlier this month as well. So should be an interesting matchup. I think from the Knicks front, I, I think it will be interesting in terms of matchups to watch. It's going to be that Randall, uh, that Randall Wood matchup potentially uh, because Randall typically mauls the Dallas Mavericks, especially when the Knicks travel to Dallas. That is his hometown. He gets up for that game. And one of the more consistent things about Randall is almost regardless of who, how well he's playing in a particular season, uh, he's going to play well against Dallas. It was actually surprising that he didn't play well the last game and how poorly Nick played overall on the team. Nick's typically owned Dallas, except for that last game. So now that you don't have Dorian Finney-Smith, who's an excellent defender, Massey Cleaver, who's an excellent defender, those guys out, you think that Randall should have his way. He's going to get uh, plenty of Christian Wood. Uh, he's going to get some uh, Davies Bertans guarding him. Powell, I'm sure, will get a look on him. I wouldn't be surprised if even Bullock gets some some time against him. The, the Dallas don't play very big. I mean, Wood played essentially center in that game against the Lakers. Uh, Bertans and Powell came off the bench. Those are two bigs. Uh, but otherwise, you had you know Hardaway and, and Bullock playing a lot of four. So that will be an interesting thing to watch. Like like how do the Knicks adjust to Dallas when they do go small, and and how will Dallas kind of guard Randall? who is on a tear. I mean, he's I mean, now I know he didn't finish that game well, but if you look at kind of how he's played of late, he is now putting together like a good month of basketball, like a really good month of basketball. And when you look at his season totals now, he's averaging 23 points and nine rebounds. And he's shooting a, a pretty good percentage on those numbers, he's shooting 46% from the field, 33% from three, not great, but not terrible. Uh, all-star numbers for Julius Randle. So when you look at this matchup, how the, the, the Mavericks will be able to defend Randall, given how small they've been playing, I think will be interesting. I expect the Mavericks to play a ton of zone. <laughs> the Mavericks are a team that actually do – they do play zone. Like That's not like something that's like uh, not part of their strategy. Jason Kidd will throw in zone here and there. So uh, And you know they just – when they watch the tape of the Knicks, they, of course, watch the last game. So um, they may not start in zone, but if they went to zone the first quarter, that wouldn't surprise me. I think that – You'll see them play plenty of zone to try to mitigate maybe some of those uh, individual matchup problems they could have of uh, playing just a smaller starting lineup. Maybe they, they could be changes to the starting lineup given how the Knicks play. You know, we'll see as well because the Lakers weren't necessarily that big in the last game either. So um, Dallas was allowed to play small. But Dallas is a team that's also comfortable playing small. Uh, they love to have as many shooters as they can on the floor so that um, Luca could just get into the paint and just spray it out to all these shooters. And essentially that's what we saw in that last blowout that the Dallas, Dallas Mavericks had over the Knicks. So will the Knicks be able to uh, guard the three much better in this game will be crucial. Dallas had 18 threes against the Lakers. Um, and that was big, uh, big part of their victory against the Lakers. They had, they had a 51.3 quarter, which is insane. They beat the, they beat the Lakers by 30 points in the third quarter. I didn't even know that. I'm looking at this box score now. That is nuts. Um, so, you know, Dallas, as we, the Lakers saw, the Knicks saw, you know, they can really, when they get hot, particularly from three, it could be an avalanche. So the Knicks are going to have to cover the three much better. They have a, you know, a, a different lineup than the players they were playing the last time Dallas Mavericks uh, played the Knicks. So you would think they should be, you know, better equipped to guard them. But the Knicks did have trouble against uh, Niang and Harden and, and the, the Sixers shooters. Uh, by the way, I didn't mention, but I thought DeAnthony Melton had a really great game, too. He continues to play really well for the Sixers. So that's going to be a, a big key here. 
And um, and of course, you know, what happens with Brunson? You know, Brunson is uh, questionable when they asked Tibbs about it after the game. He didn't really have much to say about it other than he was being evaluated for a sore hip, and that, that was it. So we know how important Brunson is to the squad. Uh, he is the the leader, the captain. He is the guy that kind of stirs the drink when it comes to the Knicks offense. So uh, particularly if they the Mavs do go, though, and they want any chance uh, in terms of being able to execute offense consistently, you'd want to have Jalen Brunson out here. So uh, should be an interesting game. I expect the Knicks to play well. That's the weird thing about this losing streak is that I don't feel like the Knicks have played particularly poorly overall in any of these games. They've had bad parts of these games, but I, I thought they played pretty well in Toronto, given it was a back-to-back and they were shorthanded. They lost a close game. I thought they played particularly well against Chicago, and they didn't make free throws <laughs> and throws. And it's a shot that wins, hits them, that beats them, you know, essentially at the buzzer. And I, for three quarters, I thought they played great against the Sixers. The Sixers are a really good team. The Sixers are my pick to come out of the Eastern Conference, and they're starting to look more like that caliber team recently. And the Knicks dominated them in the first quarter. I thought the Knicks played them essentially to a standstill in the second and third quarter. And then the fourth quarter, Avalanche hit. So the Knicks have played particularly well. That does maybe concern me that a letdown, like a real true letdown is possible, like a game where, you know, they just don't come out to play and then they lose by 15 points. But I don't know. It just feels like the Knicks, uh, they kind of have the right mix of players playing at this point. And I think that some of the desperation you we saw from teams like Toronto and Chicago when the Knicks played those teams, I think you'll see the Knicks play with that kind of desperation in Dallas because the Knicks know now they, they have to start getting back on this winning track. They had a nice little cushion in the standings when they um when they uh when they went on that eight game winning streak. They got to that sixth spot, but you know anybody who who's followed the NBA recently knows that like, the difference between six and and ten. Is not that different in the NBA nowadays. And difference from being in that sixth spot and being in the playoffs and being in the seventh spot or eighth spot and being in the play-in, also a big difference. So the Knicks still in position with that sixth seed, but now only a half game up on the Hawks, who are right behind them. Uh, the Pacers and Heat are just one game behind them. They're ninth and tenth. And even the Raptors, who the Knicks lost to, are only two and a half games behind. So uh, you can't afford to kind of lose four or five in a row. And, and, and you know, these are, are, are crucial games. So uh, I think the Knicks will, will play well. Um, I don't know if I would say I expect them to win, but I think they have a good shot to win this game. The Knicks typically do play well in Dallas. I think keys, again, will be Ken Brunson go. What will the Knicks do when the when the Mavs play zone? And then also, of course, uh, how Randall, um, how they go, how Dallas guard Randall. And I think the Knicks also have an interesting question about um, how they guard Luka because – we know Grimes will get the assignment initially. Luca is a menace, so he's going to draw fouls. So similar to Harden, he's kind of like the new Harden in the NBA, essentially, but he's somehow bigger. So Quinn Grimes gets the assignment. Okay, he gets two fouls. Let's say that happens the first quarter. What happens next? Who gets that assignment after? Because similar to the Siakam ordeal, you would think that a player – the caliber of Luca, the size of Luca, that someone like Cam Reddish would make sense. I don't want to be make this a Cam Reddish podcast every time Knicks play against a good wing. Say, hey, Cam Reddish should play. I know we talked about that with the Chicago game as well. But I do want to point that out that, okay, you know, Luca is a different monster than even Siakam or DeRozan. So if Luca gets uh, Grimes in foul trouble, who guards Luca besides RJ Barrett? 
because uh, Queen, uh, I mean, Emmanuel quickly is much too small. Deuce from McBride, much too small. Uh, it does become a bit of a problem. You can't put like Jericho Sims on them. So that will also, I think, be a storyline file in this game. Knicks and Mavs, big one in Dallas. 